This is Double Exposure Show with your hosts and professional photographers, Sophia Lemon and Petro. Keep listening if you're a photographer, entrepreneur, or small business owner looking for actionable business and marketing advice and funny off-topic rants. Join Petro, Sophia, and the Double Exposure Show community on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello, I'm Sophia Lemon. And uh, I'm Petro. Uh, This week we're talking about business accountability. And you can find the show notes and the links for this episode on doubleexposure.show slash 58. 58, right? Yes. Yeah, 58. Last week really threw me for a loop. I think we were on 66 last week, and then we went back to 57. Now we're on 58. So I think we're caught up. We're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) anyways, um, welcome back, everybody. It's nice for you to join us. And uh, we are now in November, officially the last two months of the year. And yesterday was Halloween. So how was uh, how was Halloween for you, Sophia? Uh, we turned off all the lights. So <laughs> <laughs> no one came trick-or-treating. And yeah. That's awesome. We never get candy. So yeah. Well, you, you're terrible. It's usually <laughs> safer if people don't show up at our house. Because <laughs> what's the alternative? Pitchforks? <laughs> like granola bars? <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me, (laughs) turn your lights on one Halloween and people will never show up again (laughs) if you give them granola bars. Well, they don't. Um, They don't come to our house as it is, so. Yeah. Well, you're kind of out of the way, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit. We only have, like, one neighbor with kids, and as much as we love that one neighbor with kids, like, they probably go and trick-or-treat elsewhere anyway, Mm -hmm. so... So not to be a stick in the mud, but I'm kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the whole trick or treating thing. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it's, there's a teaching moment there. You can kind of teach your kids about tradition and. Um, what tradition? Well, the whole event is tradition. You know, you dress up, you go scare people, you go beg for candy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know. Uh, but the whole concept to me is kind of foreign. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be a stick in the mud again. It's just, um, like for, for children to go to other people's houses and just be like, give me candy. Yeah. You know, the dressing up part is totally cool, but the getting candy part, I don't really understand. Well, the funny part to me is if you are spending money on the children's outfits and then they go around begging for candy, what if you just bought them candy? would be know. cheaper for sure would be cheaper wouldn't it but but then they wouldn't look so cute <laughs> my little mia was a unicorn and she was adorable so every, everybody loved her i but. saw the picture of the three of you being totally creepy <laughs> yeah that's just that's just our family selfie that's not that's nothing special <laughs> oh okay <laughs> hannah does that's just what, hannah does some impressive makeup yeah um when we first met she told me she wanted to pursue makeup as a career i guess like uh like in cinema or commercial stuff yeah 
Um, she just didn't get into the school she was trying to get into. And um, a year later, she sort of changed her mind a bit yeah. and decided to pursue photography. And yep. so I'm glad she did because that's how we met. <clears throat> and just to rewind a little bit and go back to the Halloween part, I'm not, I'm totally not against it. I think it's, I think it's fine. We bought so much candy. Um, <laughs> we were expecting close to a hundred people like there was last year and we got 10. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Why? Um, it was windy and cold. Oh. And um, so we live in the old part of town mm-hmm. uh, across the street from us uh, is the new part of town. Like, new build the houses are about 10 years old mm-hmm. uh, our house is about 80 and so because we're in the older part of town the yards are a lot larger um, so there's literally two houses on our side and there is like eight on the other <laughs> so when the kids walk they're not stupid right the, you, you hit more houses per block if you're on if you're across the street yeah <laughs> and uh so it's when they turn around to go back, uh, some of them, some of them turn at the end of the street and go around the block. Some of them turn around and go back home. And those are the ones that are usually the little ones and hit our house. And, you know, yeah. but mm-hmm. this just means that I have ton, tons of candy left, <laughs> even though yeah. I was given handfuls out. So, Well, personally, uh, I have a bit of a problem with uh, giving kids candy. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> well, we, we're also going to give them dentist referral cards next year. Oh, my God. Do it. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah, because I want to be that guy oh on the block. Oh, my God. <laughs> Toothbrushes, <laughs> toothpaste, <laughs> whitening kits. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, but, yeah. Um, other than that, you know what? Live in the dream. It's, <laughs> it, we're, we're slowing down. Uh, two weeks ago was our last wedding and I, lots of family shoots because people are like, oh, look at the trees. They're they're losing color and <laughs> let's do a family shoot. And that's what that's what my clients sound like, apparently. Yes. And uh, yeah, even as we speak uh, before um, we started recording, I got a text message from somebody, you know, hey, I want you to shoot a family. Like, mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> I'll do it. So, but other than that, um, you know what? Things are great. Couldn't That's be happier. That's good. Yeah, we're uh, we're in a good spot, and it, Hannah's uh, in the office slash laundry room that I record <laughs> in right now. Hi, Hannah. She's trying. Sophia <laughs> says hi, <laughs> and she's trying to be sneaky, but she is I'm, clearly not saying hello to me. She How can't rude. hear you. You're in my you're in my headphones. Sophia <sighs> says hi though. That's better. That's better. Tank, who is it? Who is it, buddy? Hi, Tank. Who is it? (laughs) He's not saying anything either. So, Uh, anyways, (laughs) smash. Yeah, that's that's all my paper. That's been that was upright. Thanks to Tank, because I got him excited now. So, so I'll hand I'll hand it over to you, and let's hear about your week and stuff and. Um, I'm going to go clean up. <laughs> before, well, actually, no, we'll start with I had baseball last weekend. What surprise. Unreal. I had um, a cold anyway, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cold. Okay. Yeah. 
So sharing a hotel room and everything, I'm like propping myself up with pillows so that I'm not totally horizontal and hacking up a lung all night. And we won. I got a new shirt and (laughs) very exciting stuff. Um, Scraped up my knee a little bit. And yeah, I have another tournament this weekend. Okay, tournament this weekend. New thing. Are you writing this down? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm pretending to because because <laughs> it's not news anymore. I think I think you you pretty much eat, sleep, play baseball, and photograph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> can I can I share something with you? Yes. The most irritating thing to me about baseball What's is that? that people call it ball. Yeah, it's really confusing when you have baseball, basketball, football, and everyone calls it ball. Yeah. Like, I call it ball, but only two people that I am playing baseball with. So, like, are you going to ball kind of thing? Like, I they, know. They already know what I'm talking about. Well, gol- golf it uses a ball, too. So, you know, technically. But it's not called golf ball. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> it would be hilarious if it was, though. Shouldn't it be? Think about it. We should. We should have a movement to call golf golf ball. Golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's let's see how that goes. Oh my goodness. You know. Um what else? Otherwise, by by you know, when people say when you ask somebody, what are you doing this week? And they're like, Yeah, I'm gonna go to the club. Oh, you play golf. No, I'm going out. <laughs> oh, why did you say club? <laughs> you know, that's that's my that's my kind of well, I don't know. To, it's a pet peeve. To repeat what I said last week, you need to think about who your audience is. Ah, oh. interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the studio opening is tomorrow. I'm not going to be there. Oh, wait. As of, like, the airing of this episode, it was last week. But, yeah, it's when we're recording it, this, it's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have planned? Um, cheese. And wine, and <laughs> yeah, and it should be really <laughs> good cheese too. So you had me at cheese. <laughs> we're getting we're getting cheese like a four foot cheese board from a local cheese shop. Oh, it should be good. There's gonna be so much leftover cheese. Let's see what do I have to do tomorrow. I like being spontaneous, so maybe we'll just uh, get in the car and drive over. <laughs> okay, it's from five to eight. Do that, and then we'll go for dinner after. <laughs> mm, Mia. So having a child totally changes the way you do things with people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyways. Um, okay, so there's one thing that I wanted to say before we get into the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I keep talking about Tave, mm-hmm. and um, I keep linking to it and everything. So the link that I'm sharing in the Facebook group and in our show notes... Um, rather than just getting a 30-day trial, if you go to that link and you sign up with Tave, you're going to get a 60-day trial. <clears throat> I don't think that I've done a good enough job of um, sharing that information with you folks. So if you've thought at all about going with Tave or getting a new database or a new CRM, um, try it out because 60 days is like, well, it's double 30 days. So hmm. um, it gives you a little bit of extra time to get it set up and then really <clears throat> test out using it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, do that. Um, we also talked about marketing the last couple of weeks. Oh, Petro. 
you know that when people add me to social media, I send them a message asking why, mm-hmm. <laughs> unless I know why. But if I don't know you and you add me to social media, I'm going to send you a message to be like, what inspired you to click that little button to connect with me? Well, someone on LinkedIn sent me a request. And if we do not have mutual connections, I do not accept those. But we did. And I sent this person a message saying, what inspired you to connect with me? And the message I got back was literally, I own a web development company, Mm. blah, blah, blah. That is all they said. And I just what ran through my mind was, well, did you do your research? Did you look at my website? Do you think I need a web developer? (laughs) And also... horrible, horrible job of selling when Mm -hmm. someone starts a conversation with you to just say, I own a web development company. Okay, thanks. So here's a little bit of a tip for the listeners. Mm -hmm. When you're building those relationships on social media, when people send you a message, don't just respond to them, I'm a good photographer. Or... Don't reach out to people and be like, hey, are you looking for a photographer? Um, Or, you know, send them a message. I am a photographer. Like, be a little bit more casual about it on social media because you're just going to annoy people if you're trying to sell yourself all the time. I think think we should stop selling as as creatives. I think Mm -hmm. we should literally stop selling Mm -hmm. Um, because I have never, ever had any luck... um, sort of cold calling and selling to an individual, to my target audience, to my target client in my photography business. Now, the commercial branch of our business where we actually in the past worked with um, an agent uh, or rather an agency, and we had an agent assigned to us where they booked photo shoots for us. So they knew our schedule, they knew our uh, availability and, um, they knew the clients we wanted to work with. And basically, based on that, we we were kind of linked up with commercial work. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's how we got uh, one of our biggest clients, actually, uh, which was uh, TJX, which was uh, Winners, Home Sense, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you came out on a photo shoot with me once. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that, that one, one of those photo shoots was actually a more fun one where we just kind of did stock photos yeah pretty them. much yeah so and uh i think they still use some of those today which is kind of neat cool but <clears throat> um regardless so in that case um i never really had to go to businesses and say hey i'm petro this is what i want to do for you uh except for when i partnered up with google and we when when we did uh google street view photos they're called google business photos where mm-hmm. we did street view indoors yeah, uh, and then linked it up to the actual Google Street View that the car did. That was kind of challenging for me because I didn't feel like I had to sell really hard. I felt like the product was really good and very useful for the business. So when I would walk into the business, I'd be like, "Hey, this is what I do. Do you want it? Do you want this?" The minute they were like, "Well, we have a photographer," I just turned around and left. I'm like, "Yeah, thank you." You know. Like there was no hard selling for me. And and yeah. I think I think the reason why I didn't care so much is because I never did it in the personal, like person to person relationship. You know, if I met somebody and they're like, hey, this is my friend. They're getting married next week. You guys should talk. <laughs> I, I, I almost like avoided them that whole night, you know. Um, so that's actually <clears throat> the only time that that sort of 
is acceptable. Direct communication has worked for me where, <coughs> excuse me, a friend has referred me to someone and then I have followed up with that someone. That's like the only time that it's the only time it's acceptable. I starting feel. that conversation <coughs> like that has actually led to a sale for me. So. Right. Right. So, so yeah, that I feel that's the only time it's acceptable is when you're sort of introduced to an individual you don't know. Yeah. And that's, that is the only time where you are going to get a sale, but like, unless you go to a networking event, um, that's a little different. Right. Yeah. If you if you go to a networking event, everybody's there for a common goal, common reason. But yeah, don't just message people and be like, "So I noticed you're getting married." I'm yeah. So and so. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, so unless you have like a really good established relationship with that person, don't do it. Yeah. Um, and even then, I would recommend that you be like reasonably casual about it because if those people were not planning on hiring you, then you just complicated your relationship. Absolutely. <clears throat> and so, I mean, yes. I, I've I've asked people before, and they were so cryptic about it. Like I, I'm definitely curious about who people hire because I'm. To, to me, it's it. I, I look at other things too. I'm like, who did who? Oh, who do you guys have shooting your wedding? Mm-hmm. We have company xyz oh right on why did you guys hire them like that's really the question i'm curious about like what made you hire them what worked for you you know and for the most part they're people's uneasiness kind of they kind of let it go but sometimes they're like um they just we just saw them like sorry we we can't use you and i'm like listen i don't want you i'm curious (laughs) (laughs) yeah <clears throat> but uh but yeah there's definitely awkwardness even when you're in a conversation so yeah for sure but uh let's slowly move to our topic and try to so, get our listeners yeah i have a little story for you okay so i i work in the clever office in collingwood once a week and i instead of going thursday which is when i normally go because we're having the opening on thursday i went yesterday which was tuesday mm-hmm. so It was a whole different crew of people in on Tuesday. And last week, the owner had said to me, "Um, do you have any like cards in here? I was, no, I don't. She said, bring some cards in. So I brought some of my like tri-fold cards, which have a little bit, a little sneak peek of my picture perfect guide on it. It has a couple pictures, um, has my contact information and some pricing samples. So I took a few of these cards in and I set them up on a table and I turned around and I walked back to my desk. I sat down and the minute I sat down, a woman walks in, sets her stuff down, goes over to the tables, looking at stuff, picks up one of my cards, Hmm. walks back to her table, sits down. Well, she was there for a social media Tuesday thing. So there was a few women there and doing a workshop on social media, Mm -hmm. which I eavesdropped on. And it was good, by the way. (laughs) Um, And then at the end of it, she gets up and in front of everyone, she pulls out my card and she's like, look at this. Isn't this just creative? I don't know whose this is, but look at this. And I'm sitting there. I was like, that's mine. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a conversation afterward about, um, you know, she's starting up her business and she needs some assistance with some stuff. And so I think I'm going to help her out a little bit with that stuff. But well, like a couple hours later, I'm sitting there and another woman comes in is talking to the owner. And well, she starts asking me about me and I 
hand her one of my cards and oh my goodness I just love this this is so cute look at this and (laughs) 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 so I literally brought in a stack of cards and set them out and within like one day I had had two conversations two people went home with my cards and I got their cards got their information and I emailed them afterward um, just to follow up and so accountability like do what you say you're gonna do so I'm pretty excited, Petro. I don't know if you have printed that stuff for me yet Not that yet. I put it in Dropbox, but um, that's where that one information sheet is going. So it's going to the Clever office. It's going to be up on the wall. I'm pretty excited because, like, apparently people in there actually, like, network and talk to each other and work with each other and, like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. The The owner told me to bring in some cards. I brought in some cards and, look, it worked out. Like, it it's was amazing. really easy. All I had to do was take in cards that I already had. Yeah. Like, I, look what happens when you just do what <laughs> do what you say you're going to do. Right? Yeah. Right? I mean. Right? <laughs> it, it seems so simple, yet. It is um, simple. I think, I think this ties into our, our um, topic anyways. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's such a. Such a simple task, but I think by not setting any goals, uh, by not uh, having a plan of action and then executing it and then, you know, having some sort of accountability for it, um, yeah. I think that's where that's where we fall short as uh, small business owners. Um, the, the biggest issue we have, uh, and this is sort of a little bit of a rant, is that when you work for yourself, you are your own boss and... Yep you tend to let yourself get away with a lot of stuff, you know? Um, and it's like this in any environment, in any setting, go anywhere where there is uh, a person in power and nobody sort of manages that person. They're, they're sort of managing and accountable for others. Mm-hmm. They'll make sure that everybody else does the work yet. They're, they're going to kind of let their work slide a little bit, you know? Um, and, and because we do that, because we don't have, we don't set any goals. We don't, you know, we don't have any sort of accountability charts or long-term, short-term goals. That's what's kind of holding our progress back. Um, constantly, people tell me, uh, "Oh, wow, you do that? How did you do that?" You know, mm-hmm. my my answer is always, no matter what it is, is I I asked or I just did it. Yep. Like. <laughs> What do you mean? How it's, I wanted something, I did it. Mm -hmm. And, um, prime example, because just because this happened yesterday is my phone number. My phone number is, you know, the, after the area code, it it literally spells my Petro. And really I just wanted the last five digits to spell Petro. Now the first two digits happen to be 69. So I'm not going to run around handing out my phone number. (laughs) Yeah. It's 69 Petro. (laughs) (laughs) but that's bad yeah that's fun right so but it happened to be my and i'm like all right i'll roll with that my petro that's like oh that kind of works you know it's a really cheesy it's cute cheesy whatever right and a long story short 99 percent of the people um will say oh that's really cool um and 100 percent of them will say how did you get that? <laughs> I asked. I called and I said, can I please have a phone number with the last five digits to say Petro? And to my surprise, or rather to their surprise, they're, they're, they're like, and they just gave it to you? 
did you have to pay for it? You know, and a lot of times, all I wanted to say is, you'll never know unless you try. Mm-hmm. Um, something I say to people all the time is, if you don't take a chance, you don't have a chance. So get your butt out there and do things and try things. And if you thought it's a, it's a good idea to create a little marketing pamphlet, um, but you haven't done it yet, well, you're you're the one to blame, you know. And if you don't think it's going to work, but you don't know, well, then mm-hmm. you're wasting your time, right? So rant over. <laughs> so did we talk a little bit about this last week or the week before? And I said I was working on this accountability project. With I had Kevin. no idea. Oh, yes, you did mention something. But yeah. wait a minute. I didn't. I don't recall the word accountability. Hmm. Well, I might not have said that. So what you we were didn't. talking about, I might have said we're doing a goal setting project. Mm-hmm. So we're setting goals. Um, we mapped out those goals. And then we are checking in with each other to make sure that we're doing everything that we need to be okay. doing in order to reach those goals. <clears throat> so that's the accountability aspect. Of course. Um, we take it out of our hands and put it in someone else's um, which is really handy, I find, if someone else is asking you, like, hey, are you going for a walk every day? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so then you feel bad, right? You, you do feel bad. But what's, what's their job at that point? What, what, it's, after the accountability, what kind of power uh, or reward system or punishment are they able to execute on you? Well, so it would depend on the person, right? So... For us, a lot of it is like getting together on a regular basis and going for a walk together or having a good meal together or going to Starbucks and like knocking out a whole bunch of work. Um, Basically, it's, you know, a change of scenery. You do what you say you are going to do. um, And then at the end of it, you feel good about it, right? So it's just like a little bit of extra motivation. But I find that if someone is asking me, hey, are you doing this? Then I can't sit back and like talk myself out of going for a walk. Absolutely. Because someone else, like his brain doesn't work the same way that my brain does. And if I say to him, no, I didn't go for a walk because he's just going to be like, no, that's not a good enough reason. Well, and I hope I hope sense? so. Yeah. It's, yeah and you... it's the exact same way. It's the exact same thing both ways. So if he <laughs> says, oh, I just ate some crappy food. I, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. Or like, no, I can't set up a database because, well, why not? Why can't you set up a database? It's really easy. Um, so, um, and then we can help each other with those things. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What did you want to say? No. I, I, the funny thing is I think you're the perfect person for that um, because you are you you are like 10% persistent, <laughs> uh, 20% um, uh, goal-oriented. Uh, 15% really annoying, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, 25%, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, but you know, you, well, I'm stubborn and I'm blunt and like, blunt. That's, um, you're, you're a perfect package for accountability. I'm, I'm accountability, accountability partner. Yeah. Um, but it's so hard to do it for yourself though. So it's I impossible be, to do it for yourself unless I, you're yeah. like an introverted, um, OCD driven, um, yeah. like a hundred percent. And some people are just, 
crazy self-motivated and I am self-motivated, but I, I could this... be getting a, I could be getting a ton of work done. And then at the end of the day, be like, Oh, I really just don't want to cook for myself. And mm-hmm. I want greasy, crunchy, salty food. And mm, I could go story to of my life. <laughs> yeah, and You know, I shouldn't be doing that. So <laughs> yeah, it helps to have a partner for that stuff. Um, hmm. So one of the big things that we're doing as well. So like you said, we're setting our goals and then we're getting accountable, but we're sitting down every morning and writing out our intentions for the day. Mm -hmm. And I am finding that quite powerful. So we've only done it. I think, yeah, this is our second week. So it's taking a little bit of time to sort of acclimatize to the whole idea. Um, but I have been writing down my intentions every morning. I haven't been completing them every day, but I'm definitely feeling more pressure to get them done. And I'm finding that, so we talked about in the calendar episode, you know, setting specific times to do specific things, and that will help you actually get those things done. Um, And I'm finding that, you know, writing down our intentions is sort of the same thing. So I write out my calendar for the week. I know what I'm going to do on each day. And then every morning I take a look at my calendar and I pick out the top five things in my calendar for the day. And I write those down as my intentions. And it can be as simple um, for me as going for a walk, going to the gym, nourishing my body. So eating the right food. Mm -hmm. And then that's what my intentions are today. Um, I haven't written down any specific um, work things because I don't have like a huge work priority today that I'm afraid I'm not going to do. Mm-hmm. But if, I, if I'm finding, if I'm writing it down, then I am more likely to get it done. <laughs> it's it's really weird how that works though. Is it not? Yeah. Like you write it on a piece of paper and then you feel a little bit of extra pressure to get it done. And that's accountability in itself. Just writing down what, what you're, you're planning on doing and then doing it. And I, and, I, I put that in under the micro accountabilities uh, mm-hmm. column. So where you have, um, I, I guess, I, I guess I kind of have to get into it myself. So, um, on my list of things, when I, when I'm, when we record the podcast, I always make lists during and after the podcast. I rarely make lists before, um, which is something that I should do to, to prepare. And I think sometimes you make lists, and you have notes. Well, we've all seen the little pictures of show notes that you provide yeah. and that I provide. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and um, so for self-employed people, um, this, this this challenge, this uh, way of doing things, the, the accountability project, if you want to call it, is super uber important. It will mm-hmm. help your growth um, by accelerating it. Uh, we, we can promise you that, um, it will help your sustainability by creating habits. It will, um, help your long-term by, um, allowing you to relax because your business is sort of, uh, running itself by being successful, by, by moving forward, by, uh, having things done. And, the, the first thing you need to do is set short-term and long-term goals. You, it's, mm-hmm. it's absolutely a must. The second thing you have to do is actually write them out because there's a huge difference between setting a goal and putting it on paper. If oh, my you, goodness. If you want, yeah. go buy some magic markers and a Bristol board uh, or, you know, print it out 
and, mm-hmm. and stick it on the wall like in front of you, like yep. nice and big, not just a piece of paper on a sticky on a like a post-it note, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> but write write it big. But the most imp- important thing that you can do with that next is share it. Um, mm-hmm. I think in my in my opinion, um, your partner or your wife or husband or whatever or is, your platonic friend or platonic friend well <laughs> i'm i'm not really going there but i i actually think um your your partner your immediate person is not the best person for yeah, for possible. as an accountability partner at least in my case it isn't hannah is an amazing wife an amazing um worker an amazing mm-hmm. mother she would be a terrible accountability partner um <laughs> Simply for the fact that we are very much alike and she would let me get away with things. Uh, I know. Well, and she sees what you're doing day to day. So she knows all the work that you're doing. So if you're not doing something else you should be doing, she might be like, oh, well, he did all this other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm trying to say is um, don't make your immediate somebody like your spouse, your accountability partner. Unless you have no choice and that's the only person you know or you live in, you know, like Yellowknife and your next neighbor is, you know, like 30 minutes away. Or if you have like a mutual goal and you're going to do it together, that's an option. Yes. Basically, just choose someone who can motivate you. Who can, will, and isn't afraid to tell you how they feel to your face. Yes. Um, that, that's, that's a challenge in itself. Um, because we kind of tend to tiptoe around people's feelings, be politically sure. correct, you know. And Which is why I'm so good at it, because I don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. But there's been times where you um, you were apologetic about it. Um, so you would reach out well, to me and, uh, you know, sort of lose your shit. And mm-hmm. then if I didn't respond right away, um, you'd be like kind of apologetic about it. So, which, which, side, yeah, side note, I would like to point out, like, to everyone listening who just heard you say that I've lost my shit on you, <laughs> I I don't lose my shit like a lot of people do. Like, I lose my shit and I am very direct and blunt. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't call you names. Nobody should ever be called names. No, I don't tell you you're an idiot or Correct. any of that no. stuff. I just... It's like a flurry of text messages that are, <laughs> <laughs> that are very clear. So imagine you had a basket full of shit and you lost it and it's all over the place. And that's yeah, just much. text messages. Have you ever dropped an egg on the ground? That's, that's what me losing my shit is. Yeah. <laughs> and so that happens. And the funny thing is you don't know what I'm doing. So like mm-hmm. the, the, the last time I can remember about it, I don't even know what it was about. But it was recently, I think. It was recently. Um I think it was about recording times. Yeah, what day we were going to record and like. I was in the middle of work, like. Oh, probably. And uh, and I couldn't (laughs) necessarily get back to things. Um, And I I have my read notifications on. Uh, So Mm -hmm. when you send me 30 30 messages and they're all read and then I don't reply, you were very apologetic about it because you even you felt that you hurt my feelings, which is fantastic. I think it's great. It just shows what kind of person you are. But sometimes it's okay not to do that, especially yeah. when, you know, when you are responsible for managing a common goal. 
You mm-hmm. and I are responsible for this podcast hitting the shelves, so to speak, proverbial <laughs> shelves, to be available for our listeners. Oh my God. So I've just been inspired. Nice. Our next project is to put all of our episodes so far on DVDs and put them in a big giant box and then sell them at chapters. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Or, hear me out, what if we put yeah. them on a digital subscription platform, some sort of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. you can just download on your phone? Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know how to do that and I yeah. don't feel like learning. <laughs> For those of you who haven't caught on, it's called a podcast and it's already happening. But Yeah, and if you haven't subscribed, for goodness sake, doubleexposure.show slash subscribe. Right. Exactly. Get your shit together. And don't lose it. So, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm, I'm sort of dragging my point out. Um, I, I wouldn't make Hannah my accountability partner. I would make you my accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, because um, Hannah is like she would she would be a little too forgiving where mm-hmm. and I would feel that I can um, make it up to her by doing other things like taking the dog for a walk more often because she does quite a bit of it. Um, Mm -hmm. She loves it. She just loves walking. So great. And, um, you know, uh, whatever, everything around the house, basically that, that she does that I can do more of to help her out. So I could, I could feel like I can make it up somehow. Um, And that's, I'll be honest with you. I do that already with people that I feel accountable for things we're working on together if I just happen to be late or mess something up, I always say like, look, I'm going to make this up for you. I'll do extra things for you just just so so you kind of feel happier, feel easier. But I sometimes feel like I manipulate people by doing that because it allows me, it, it teaches me that I'm able to get away with stuff. Yeah. It teaches me that if I have an opportunity to not, to be lazy, to not do something... I mm-hmm. can I can get away with it through reward. But by having somebody like you who basically says like bullshit, you need yeah. this we need to do this, you need to get this done, I'm waiting for you, I'm upset, you're disappointing me, let's get this yeah. stuff done. And it should never even get to that point. It should, you know, there should be some sort of um uh <coughs> excuse me. Um common ways of uh of encouragement, if you will. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, it all has to do with deadlines too. So, um, aside from setting goal, goals, long-term, short-term, they, they need to have deadlines. So yeah, let's, let's continue. Cause I'm losing my train of thought. I'm staring at my water bottle. I need a drink. <laughs> so one more thing on the accountability partner thing. So Literally every day I am texting Kevin and being like, did you write down your intentions? (laughs) Um, So what you're telling me is you have a boyfriend. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm just teasing you. No. (laughs) (laughs) What you're Um, telling me is he has a nagging girlfriend. (laughs) Oh, yes. In, In that respect, yes. Um. I am like a nagging girlfriend, except it's less like, did you take out the trash? And more like, (laughs) did you do this thing for yourself? (laughs) Um, If for some reason you cannot think of an accountability partner, there are a couple things that you can do to sort of train yourself to develop 
this, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> accountability habit. Um, so one is to, like Kevin and I are doing, write down your intentions for that day every morning. But then at night, review those intentions, check off what you've done, check off what you didn't do, and then write down why you didn't do it. And if you don't have a good reason, like, oh, my mother wound up in the hospital, um, you need to consider why you're not doing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, If you just got distracted by another project that you would rather have done, then maybe you need to be thinking about, well, is this a project that I really need to be handling or do I need to hand it off to someone else? Do I need to delegate that work or do I just need to sit down and focus and do what I said I'm going to do? Um, and this is a big reason why a lot of really good businesses don't grow past um, like initial stages, because <clears throat> if you're the kind of person who has a hard time letting go and a hard time delegating and just just doesn't trust others to do things, you are literally um, like for, you can't you can't add more and more and more and more work. Yeah. And, and expect to get it all done. It's just not physically possible. And I'm, I'm a great example of that. There's there's mm-hmm. probably about half a dozen things that I actually do day to day. And um, I'm slowly giving them up because I'm finding the reward is not there anymore for me. I don't yeah. enjoy doing it. Um, I mean, some of them are monetarily uh, influenced and motivated, you know, where mm-hmm. I do make money doing it. So I got to pay my mortgage. So I do it. And it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but like, I really, really enjoy printing. Uh, it's, it's Mm -hmm. a business I want to grow and I want Mm -hmm. to see succeed and perhaps at some point even take over my, uh, part in the photography business, meaning where like I'll have other people going out and taking photos Mm -hmm. and I'll have other people going out and editing them. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have other people delivering them to the point where <laughs> my role is literally f- from an ownership standpoint. Yeah. And this is kind of what we've been working on for the last two years anyways. And I I really do enjoy just sitting at home and printing, you know. And when I say at home and printing, it's because since Mia was born, we moved a lot of our printing equipment into the house. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm really, really right now surrounded by brown paper packages <laughs> and um, tied up with string. No, uh, <laughs> that's a reference to Sound of Music for those of you who don't know. Um, by I'm surrounded by brown tubes and boxes and stacks of paper. And I'm in a room that's about seven by 14 feet. And it is tight. Um, And I'm used to a thousand square foot space where the printer was far away from me and I had a four by eight foot table I could work on. Mm -hmm. But I love this more, you know, and and this is something I want to work on. This is something that I've set certain goals on on doing and um, pursuing. Right. But Mm -hmm. anyways, I talk Um, too much. So there's one other thing that I wanted to go back to that you said earlier, like steps to start achieving your goals and being accountable Mm -hmm. yeah write them down and for anyone who doesn't write down their goals Mm um i'm gonna suggest why you should do this um because if you're not writing down your goals and then mapping out how you're going to reach them how the heck do you know what you're supposed to do every day to reach your goals you're going to be 80 and you're not going to have reached them unless through some fluke accident you did 
That is so true. Because well, you're not going, and then you're just floating around day to day doing random tasks and like with no direction. I'm going to <laughs> burst everybody's bubble right now. If you're yeah. doing this part time, hoping your business will grow and you don't take the necessary steps to grow oh, it, man. you yeah. are going to quit this business. I you're This like, is you, not a, yeah. this is not a, a threat. It's a, it's a promise of what's to come. Yeah. You, you need to be like planning this shit out and. And then doing the work. And if you don't have a plan, you don't know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're, yeah, if you're doing it part time and you're just waiting around for new clients to come, you're just periodically posting pictures on Facebook and Instagram and expecting to bring in new clients. Like that's not how it works. Well, and that's how people are doing it. That's the funny part. This yeah. is what's blowing me away. And actually one of my real estate clients uh, called me or text messaged me the other day and said, hey, my wife wants to buy a camera. Can you recommend a digital SLR kit? Because she wants to get into photography. Uh, actually, he texted it to me. I called him right away. I'm like, I can't text about this. Like, this isn't something I can be like, oh, go buy this. And the question I asked right away is, what's her goal? Um, well, she wants to build her portfolio over the next two years or so and then, you know, do this on the side. And I, I pretty much said right away, I'm like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, don't yeah. don't spend a lot of money. Like just no, no. Go on Craigslist. Go on Kijiji and get a <laughs> get a secondhand camera. That's what <clears throat> uh, his budget was even lower than that, but well, it doesn't oh. it doesn't even matter. But um, you know uh, w- what I recommended. But I, but I kind of said you know don't spend a lot of money uh, unless you have you, unless she really wants to do this as a as a goal. Because he, here's what's going to happen um, as a as a young mom and somebody with a full time career, um, photography is never going to happen. It's it's only the camera's yeah. only going to come out here and there, and because yeah. there is no um, instructions or s- somebody's not teaching her or she doesn't have a goal to learn certain things, mm-hmm. that's the problem. And so when people ask me questions all the time, like you, you know, do do you recommend me going to college or just watching YouTube and learning these things? It, it really depends on the kind of person you are. If you're the kind of yeah. person like me, where you need some accountability and you need some uh, discipline. I needed to go to college to, I, I had a timeline. I had two years. Well, actually, my, my diploma was three years because um, I, I have a post-diploma degree thing. and uh, <laughs> which Certificate? Uh, yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> degree thing. <clears throat> um, so uh, I'm a commercial photography major, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it means I have a piece of paper that says that. But... I needed those goal, those deadlines. Otherwise, yeah. I would have never gone there, you know. And so yeah. just to go back to her, <clears throat> I predict that she never goes past the I take pictures of my kids stage. Um, yeah. Because I know she's not going to set goals. I know she's not going to devote time or take time away from her current position to grow the business, right? And mm-hmm. you need to make tangible progress. You need to make progress that you can measure and see. Um, it's one thing to, to be like, today I'm going to sort my receipts. And then you don't really sort them. You just kind of go, ah, you know what, I'll just start doing it from now on. You know. Oh, man, that reminds me I need to sort my receipts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have two resources for everyone mm-hmm. right now. And so, first of all, <coughs> excuse me, goodness gracious. Um, I recently read Grit. I believe by Angela Duckworth. Yep. I will link to it in the show notes. That, really good book. Your mom gave it to and, you. 
Yeah. Yep. I obviously talked about this on the show before. Um, and <laughs> so I'll link to it in the show notes. It's a really good um, book. It covers a lot more than what we're talking about right now. But one of the big things in it is intentional practice. Mm-hmm. So exactly what we're talking about. So setting goals, mm-hmm. figuring out what your primary goals are, letting go of all the other ones, and then focusing. Um, the other thing is our group. So go join our Facebook group. And put your goals in there. Tell us what your goals are and then keep us posted on your progress. So let us know what you're doing every day to reach those goals, especially if it has to do with your business. Let us know what you're doing, what's working and what isn't working. And maybe we can give you a little bit of guidance on what you should change. Or at least a perspective, right? Um, Yeah, for sure. Like if you can't think of an accountability partner... Just go on the group and post your stuff there. That is your accountability partner, yeah. Exactly. And I'm in there, so I can yell at you. And Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> the ac- accountability we offer is both encouragement and motivation, right? It's, yes. It's, it's our mutual investment into you and us and everything, right? Um, yes. It is, it, it's going to be measurable. It's going to be tangible. It's going to be uh, sort of in-your-face um because now you have other people there. The biggest reason why we don't do this is because we're embarrassed. Yeah, we're embarrassed to share ourselves um, with, with 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 our peers because we don't know that everybody's in the same spot. It's almost, and I find this this is probably not specific to photography, but it's really big in the photography industry. Um, mm-hmm. We live a fake life, right? Mm-hmm. Because in, on social media. We're these rock star, superstar photographers who, yep. you know, but the reality is it's, it's fake. And like, I blame, I blame people like Jasmine Starr, who is very inspirational and good at what she does. But we, we look at, we look at that and we go, oh, that's what we got to be like. And yeah. so we copycat that. And I have people who are in my area, local photographers who I know for a fact like they're they're my clients. I know for a fact they're not doing a ton of work, mm-hmm. and yet you look at their social media and it looks like they're a globe trotter. You know, like oh, mm-hmm. today I'm in Paris, today I'm in London, today. <laughs> and have you? Have, yeah. How, when was the last time you watched Dragons Den, Petro? Because this freaks me out. So you see all of these companies yeah. coming into Dragons Den, and they're making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It, they're selling millions of dollars worth of products. Mm-hmm. And then people are going, well, why do you need $500,000? Why do you need a million dollars? We don't have enough money to get new product. Yep. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so. Yeah. So like we, we are all in the same position. Like maybe Petro and I sound like we have our shit figured out, but consider that maybe like we've just been doing it long enough. We saved up some money. We have different equipment. Sure. Like. And that's what it is. That really is exactly yeah. what it is. Um, I Every, it, All it, photographers are constantly figuring it out and learning new stuff. No. And it's, we're, we're, you know, I don't, I, ah. Well, one of the things <laughs> I do is I pay myself. That, that was one mm-hmm. of the, one of the first steps that I, that uh, helped my business grow. Um, <laughs> up until then, I didn't actually pay myself. What mm-hmm. I did was uh, I just had money and I had other jobs. Like I was teaching and I was working for Olympus and I, I was working for Epson. Uh, for the last 10 years of my life, I've had four or more, I'll call them jobs, 
All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and re- w- what they are is, you know, they're, they're, they're projects, really. Um, I'm starting to see myself as a business. So mm-hmm. uh, Petro is actually a business. And Petro is mm-hmm. just like my photography business. We, we do commercial work. We do wedding work. We print. Um, Petro does different things. And so, yes, I used to represent Epson. And then I used to represent, at the same time, Olympus. I was running a photography studio. Uh, at the time, I wasn't actually doing uh, or marketing weddings. We were doing just commercial work. And um, I was teaching as well. So it wasn't until I actually decided, you know what? Uh, I'm going to start cutting myself a check every week for $500, regardless of whether I have the money or not. And then I saw my uh, business credit line. <laughs> mm-hmm grow (laughs) there's a minus in front of it but the number was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and so i realized i'm not bringing in enough money to pay myself so i had to do two things well i had to do one of two things i either shut that part of my life down because it -hmm. it was clearly not making me enough money to even pay myself 500 dollars a week or i had to figure out ways to make more money um and that's when the f- the printing side of the business was ramped up to have constant flow and you know better better income, and that's when we started marketing a little bit more. And that's when uh, you know eventually we grew so much that we actually opened a second location for mm-hmm. to have we rebranded. We opened a second location to have a better um, uh, sort of footprint in London and uh, a better place for people to come and basically feel like um, they're investing their hard-earned money into a, a proper business, so to speak, right? So when we would meet mm-hmm. clients, and reality was we didn't need that expense. That was a that was a $1,000 monthly expense. Um, but the bigger reality was that we could afford it because we were now making more money. And yep. it was a vehicle to, to actually now also make more money, not just for myself, but for our contractors, we started to employ more people and have more people work for us. Now, there are there are challenges along the way. But when you look at it from the outside and you're like, oh, well, look at what Petro's doing. I'm going to do the same thing. But you don't take the necessary steps to get there or you don't yep. you're, you're going to fail. You're going to have a facility that you're paying money for, you know, and, and I mean, you share your studio space with four other people. Yeah, it's still expensive in the end of the day, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's still money out of yep. pocket. Um, yep. You know, we we've had our uh, commercial studio space since two thousand four, so that's we're going on fourteen years, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's nothing pretty, it's nothing fancy, but it works for us. And <laughs> if if I couldn't afford that, I would have to get rid of it, and I'd feel like a huge failure, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what's happening to people because there's there's no accountability for actions, there's no plans, there's no goals, and and we tend to look at uh, we tend to look at others and say, well, that's what they're doing, so I'm going to do the same thing. Um, yep. So I've seen a lot of photographers run out and get studio spaces and then shut them down a couple of years later. Um, yeah, you know, like no, we're all in the same <laughs> place. So yeah, go on the group and. Post what your goals are. This is your challenge for this week. Go on the group and post what your goals are. Share a little bit of your plan and then keep us updated on uh, 
on those goals and what you're doing to reach them. Yes. And we'll help you be accountable. We want to know the steps you're taking to uh, uh, grow your business. And uh, Mm -hmm. we want to know your plan uh, for accountability moving forward. Uh, Mm -hmm. So please uh, join the conversation on Facebook at the Double Exposure Show group. And remember that you can also find uh, links in the show notes for this episode at the doubles, doubles, double exposure dot show slash 58. And um, mm-hmm. we'll go from there. Yeah. So. Any, oh, my goodness. Anything add you anything add you want to else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to remind everyone that my picture perfect guide has been updated. I actually just finished updating all the forms yesterday so far um so go and get a copy at pictureperfect.guide it's good so i it's got good thing. yeah yeah it is a good thing yeah. i got that shit done man <laughs> <laughs> all right am i saying thanks to benjamin edward or are you gonna say thanks oh right yes thanks benjamin edward for our aardvark <laughs> and ben sound for our theme music do we have to thank anyone else well, we have to thank our listeners for sharing the episode with a friend because that's the best right. thing you can do. That is the biggest gift you can give this upcoming holiday season. <laughs> Unless you hate um, them and you don't want them to grow their business, then don't share this with them. Like, no, definitely, definitely thank you in advance for sharing <laughs> this episode. Um, and if you would like, if you like what you heard in this episode, um, if you would hop on iTunes and leave us a rating and review, we would love you forever. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a promise and we're going yeah. to hold each other accountable for it yes until next time everyone get to work 